gather at the edges of the men's mouths. He held his back very straight as the leader of the tribe drew a blade and advanced on the line, screaming. Kirkask exchanged glances with the others. After tonight, we will be with the spirits and see the hills of home, he called to them. The Khan will hear. He will sweep this land clean. His calm tone seemed to drive the Arab swordsman to an even higher pitch of fury. Shadows flickered across his face as he whirled the blade over a Mongol warrior. Kirkask watched without expression. When death was inevitable, when he felt its breath on his neck, he had found all fear could be put aside and he could meet it calmly. That at least gave him some satisfaction. He hoped his wives would shed many tears when they heard. "'Be strong, brother!' Kirkask called. Before he could reply, the sword took the warrior's head. Blood gouted, and the Arabs hooted and beat their feet on the ground in appreciation. The swordsman grinned, his teeth very white against dark skin. Again the sword fell, and another Mongol toppled sideways on the dusty ground. Kirkask felt his throat constrict in anger until he could almost choke on it. This was a land of lakes and clear mountain rivers, two thousand miles west of Yangqing. The villagers they had met were in awe of their strange faces, yet friendly. That very morning, Kirkask had been sent on his way with blessings and sticky sweets that gummed his teeth together. He had ridden under a blue sky and never guessed the hill tribes were passing word of his presence. He still did not know why they had been attacked, unless it was simply to steal the gifts and trade goods they carried. He searched the hills for some glimpse of his son, hoping again that his death would be witnessed. He could not die badly if the boy watched. It was the last gift he could give him. The swordsman needed three blows to take the third head. When it finally came free, he held it up by the hair to his companions, laughing and chanting in their strange language. Kirkask had begun to learn a few words of the Pashtu tongue, but the stream of sound was beyond him. He watched in grim silence as the killing continued, until at last he was the only man still alive. Kirkask raised his head to stare up without fear. Relief filled him as he caught a movement far beyond the firelight. Something white shifted in the gloom, and Kirkask smiled. His son was out there, signalling. Before the boy gave himself away, Kirkask dipped his head. The distant flicker vanished, but Kirkask relaxed, all the tension flowing out of him. The Khan would be told. He looked up at the Arab warrior as he drew back the bloody length of steel. My people will see you again, Kirkask said. The Afghan swordsman hesitated, unable to understand. Dust be in thy mouth, infidel, he shouted, the words a babble of sound to the Mongol officer. Kirkask shrugged wearily. You have no idea what you have done, he said.
the sword swept down. Part 1 Chapter 1 The wind had fallen on the high ridge. Dark clouds drifted above, making bands of shadow march across the earth. The morning was quiet, and the land seemed empty as the two men rode at the head of a narrow column, a jagan of a hundred young warriors. The Mongols could have been alone for a thousand miles, with just creaking leather and snorting ponies to break the stillness. When they halted to listen, it was as if silence rolled back in over the dusty ground. Suburai was a general to the great Khan, and it showed in the way he held himself. His armour of iron scales over leather was well...